the trials that it seemed I faced alone, wondering why God left me here to struggle on my own. I thought of all the verses and the scriptures I had read, how He promised to be with me. How he never would forsake me So with all the faith within me I cried out to God and said You were there for Moses You were there for Joseph You were there for David When he didn't have a prayer I believe in time I'll see that through it all you were there for me. Oh, there'll be days of silent suffering when it seems that no one cares. Years may come and go without an answer to my prayers. Oh, but may I never question your unfailing love for me. And like the saints who've gone before me, may my faith be one more story of a life that's lived for your glory. So that others will believe you were there for Moses, you were there for Joseph, you were there for David. When he didn't have a prayer, you were there for Stephen. So I
again, open your Bibles this morning uh, to Second Timothy, chapter one, and uh, okay, here we go, guys. And it's not in the bulletin, so y'all will just have to follow right along. Second Timothy, uh, chapter one. I want to speak to these young people on this subject, and that is, don't forget. Now, to pass a test, you that's a good phrase to remember, don't forget, okay? And uh, so, right now, you don't realize it, but there is there are a lot of uh, people that are looking at y'all's lives. Y'all, there's people watching you. Matter of fact, uh, there's a sports superstar right now. That's very well known. His name is Tim Tebow. I was at a leadership conference Friday and uh, got to uh, hear him speak. And he was somebody was criticizing this because they, you know, he knows he's a role model. And some uh, thug said, "Well, I'm not a role model. Don't want to be a role model." He said, "Well, you are a role model, just not a very good one." Okay. And so I want to say to all of you. And our college graduates, too, and also everybody else in this room, did you know you're a role model? Now, whether you're a good one or a bad one is up to you. Now, there's some things I don't want y'all to forget. Second Timothy chapter 1 is one of them, beginning with verse 3. And the Word of God says this. I was looking all over for my glasses. I'm Hopefully, I can... Read this, I believe I can. I thank God, whom I served for my forefathers with a pure conscience, that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. So, hey, listen, you know what that means? It means I want to pray for y'all. And I already did. And you have parents that are praying for you. And and friends that are praying for y'all. And then it goes on to say, when I come, and I'm in verse 5, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith, now, if you have a King James Bible that says unfeigned faith, you know what that means? Faith that's not fake. Faith that's real in your life. Is faith real in your life? Here's what I don't want these young people to forget, nor you. Don't forget your faith. Don't forget your faith. When you go off to college and go on, don't forget your faith. Number one, to not forget your faith, I hope everybody in this room is saved. No, you know, in other words, listen. Now, um, I'm going to ask you, Daniel, do you know, are you going to be going to school this fall? Do you know where yet? You do? Where are you going? UAM, okay, so you know where you're headed. Dakota, do you have any idea where you're headed this fall? Okay, where, where are you? What? You're going to, I'm sorry. Work, okay, got to work. Got to work, make sure. I understood him correctly. Do you know where you're headed? Don't know yet. Do you know where you're headed? Where are you headed? UAM, okay. Cassandra, do you know where you're headed this fall? Where are you going? UAM, that's good. Good places, okay. Well, guess what? Whether you know where you're headed next fall or not, it really, you know, you could change your mind. Dakota, you may change your mind. You say, oh, I think I'll do whatever. Charlie, you may change your mind and say, mm, yeah, I'm going to go, but this is this is it. You may not know where you're going next semester if you're a student, 
But do you know where you're going when you die? That's a, hey, don't forget your faith. It's okay to change your mind about college plans. It's okay to change your mind concerning uh, a future event. Do you know where you're going? Don't forget your faith. And that's what Tim, or Paul is telling Timothy. And so, looking at that. Also, I want to look at, just if you have your Bible, I challenge you to follow along with me, to Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12, verse 46. Back and on up. Matthew chapter 12, verse 46. This next point is don't forget your family. Now, this does not mean that, hey, listen, I call, my dad calls me and you, you need to, when y'all, if y'all move out of the house or wherever you live, that, of course, your mom and dad or whomever wants to hear from you. They do. They want you to call or in today's world, text them. And, uh, which those things can be unreliable. So, did you get my text? No, I didn't get your text. That's unfortunate. But you cannot replace actually hearing a voice, okay? That's unmistakable. Those things are not lost. You cannot lose actually talking to somebody, okay? Matthew chapter, this is very interesting. Matthew chapter 12, verse 46. Don't forget your family. Uh, While he talked to people, behold, his mother... And his brother, did y'all, did y'all know Jesus had brothers? He had brothers and sisters and all that. Of course, they were half-brothers because they had a different dad. But anyway, stood without desiring to speak with him. And somebody said unto him, verse 47, Behold, your mother and your brethren stand without desiring to speak with thee. He said and answered and unto him and told him, Who is my mother and who are my brethren? Now, this is very, very interesting. You know, basically, I'm going to sum up the last two verses like this. You know what? Uh, right? Y'all, did y'all know y'all have kinfolks in Hamburg? That's a duh question. Uh, but also, this is also your family. Y'all know that? Y'all know you have brothers and sisters in Christ? And Jesus said that. He looked around the room and he said, Behold my family. You know who else? You know who's really my family? Not only somebody who says they love me, but somebody who obeys my word. Now that's really a Christ follower. You say, I'm a Christian. Ain't wrong. Unless you, you can say it all you want, unless you do it, you're not a Christ follower. Okay? You're not a Christian. A Christian is one who's saved and follows the Lord. Now, in order for any relationship to happen, in order for any relationship to happen, if you want a relationship with a college relationship, in other words, being a good student, guess what you have to... Oh, by the way, you know, Dakota mentioned work. Man, did you know that's biblical? Biblical. Bible says you're going to work by the sweat. A lot of people always misquote it and they say... By the sweat of your brow, look in your KJV Bible and it says, by the sweat of your face. Okay? You're going to, but it's sweat. Okay? Work involves effort and sweat. Okay? It's biblical. Work. People who don't work, the Bible says, neither should they eat. 
Okay? Now, work, but it, whether it be marriage, family, these are your brothers and sisters, communication is key. If you want to maintain a good relationship with a boyfriend or girlfriend, communication is key. Y'all, yeah. Don't, refusing to talk to somebody, it'll break down the road. Refusing to talk to parents, or co-workers, employers, employees, communication is key. You've got to communicate to maintain a relationship. A lot of people run from communication. You've got to talk to your family and not forget. Now, listen to the next part. Listen to this next part very closely. Very closely. Every relationship, every every relationship you have, even relationships with your heavenly Father. Did you know there's going to be problems in relationships? Problems will happen. With God, it's always on us. We sin. Now, there's going to be problems in your relationships with family and friends. The key to maintaining this, maintaining this, is not whether problems will occur. A lot of people, when problems occur in relationships, want to, uh, they want to eradicate the problem. You can't eradicate problems. Problems are going to happen. Don't eradicate problems. Navigate problems. Matter of fact, someone said tr- a true leader doesn't eradicate a problem. They navigate a problem. And say, I just would rather not deal with a problem. Deal with it. That's leadership. You need to be a leader in your home. Don't try to, you can't eradicate problems. Problems are going to happen. Problems are part of life. Don't eradicate, you can't. Navigate them. Navigate them. Work through them. Work them. Okay? So don't forget your faith. Don't forget your family. And this is kind of a double point on the next one. I want you to not forget your friends, but I want you to forget your friends. Brother Michael, would you make up your mind? Follow me very closely. Don't forget your friends, but forget your friends. Alright? Head to Psalms chapter 1. Did you know that there's friends that lift you up and friends that tear you down? There are. There are good friends and there are bad friends. You say, well, a a real friend is not bad. Well, guess what? Sometimes friends can lead us to do. We can love people and they can lead us the wrong way. They can influence us the wrong way. You need to surround yourself with friends that lead you to do right. There will be people in your life that are constantly negative. Not good. And most of the time you say, well, I'm trying to influence them. Well, that's good, but whenever they start influencing you in the negative and the, going the wrong direction, it's time to change friends. Matter of fact, Psalms 1 says this, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel, that means the influence of the ungodly. Whoa! Chooses to, we need to choose godly friends, nor standeth in the way of sinners. Well, 
I'm here on church Sunday morning. I might have been drunk last night, but I'm here at church Sunday morning. That's good. No, that's bad. <laughs> bad that what happened Saturday. It's good to be in church always. But why even get to that point? It says that nor standeth in the way of sinners. This is it. Is your life something that builds others up or causes them to stumble? Do you, listen to me very closely, do you lead others to the Lord or cause them to stumble before they ever see God? Huh? Are we a stumbling block or a building up block? Are, are you a foundation stone or are you a stumbling block? You're one of the two. That's what it says here. Do you stand in the way of sinners? Nor sit in the seat of the scornful. Scorn. You know what? To scorn somebody means this. To ridicule people behind their back. Ugh. The Bible has a lot to say about that. Sit in the seat of the scornful. What should be your interest? You delight in the law of the Lord. Uh, I've seen people, and all five of you, and our college graduates also, I've seen y'all grow. Y'all grow. It's, it's almost non, it's almost default. Y'all are gonna grow. Now you grow up, but have you ever seen somebody grow up, but they never matured? <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> Y'all quit elbowing each other. All right. Uh, okay. Or listen. Or have have you met somebody that uh, maybe they they like life? Listen. I graduated at 18 years old, and I'm sick and tired of school, and I don't want to learn anything the rest of my life. <laughs> Well, I'm a fan of education. But, and it doesn't, hey, listen, it doesn't always have to be college. I've seen people go into the military, become, have successful careers. I've seen people go into VOTEC. I've seen people go into even say, uh, we've got people that are in pipeline and different things go all over the world. You can be, you can, hey, listen, you can read, you can educate yourself without having to go to college. There's lots of self-educated people. So I'm a fan of education. But folks, I'm not a fan of stagnation. And hey, listen, all five of you, Daniel, Dakota, Charlie, Cheyenne, and Cassandra, I want y'all to grow. I don't want your education to stop. Now again, it doesn't have to be college, votech, military, or whatever. I mean, you could go, you could be, you could self-educate, but grow. Don't stagnate. Matter of fact, that Psalm 1 that I was in a while ago, it says, Blessed is man who plants himself by the river of the water of life, who grows in the Lord. If anything, grow in the Lord. Grow in Him. Grow in Jesus. Grow in your relationships with the Lord. So grow in Him. And the same is true of you. I mean, I may be really hitting these five 
young people hard, but y'all better be listening. Some of y'all are stagnating in your life. Uh, met a lady the other day, graduated nursing school at 72. Graduated nursing school at 72. Now, that's a fan of education. Now, <clears throat> matter of fact, I was uh, reading the other day uh, a fellow, 27 years old, and he said, you know what, listen to me very he said, he, he said he started brainstorming. And right, he was sitting in a restaurant with the fella, and he said, my life is going nowhere. I'm at a dead end. I need some change. This is at 27. And so he wrote down 10 things that I need to do if I'm going to change my life. Now, he was saved, but he said, my life feels like a dead end. Now, notice what he said. You know, I need to grow. And did you know you don't grow accidentally? You can't. Did you know churches don't grow accidentally and you don't grow accidentally? Growth's intentional. You have to do these ten things. Number one, you better be in a place. If you want to grow, be around people who are ahead of you. If you're always the head of the class, you won't ever grow. You say, I like being smarter than everybody else. Well, then you're either hanging around people that are not very intelligent or that's causing you to stagnate. Number one. Number two, I need to be in a place where I'm constantly, continually challenged. Number three, I need to be in a place where my focus is totally forward. Number four, I need to be a place where the atmosphere is affirming. Number five, I need to be in a place where you're out of your comfort zone. Now that means challenged. That doesn't mean out of my comfort zone like uh, I can't handle temptation. But out of my comfort zone maybe, in other words, I'm being challenged to stretch. Where you have to swim. Alright? I need to be a place where I wake up and I'm excited about what I've got in front of me. Do you wake up saying, I'm looking forward to today? Okay? You say, I'm, I'm looking forward to today because I'm graduating, I'm getting out of school! <laughs> That's true, but one of these days, you've got to challenge yourself. No, no, next. Number seven, I need to be a place where failure is not my enemy. Did you? Hey, listen, all five of you are going to fail at something. <laughs> In other words, you're going to mess up. And, and you already have, but guess what? Learn, fail forward. Learn from your mistakes. All of us should learn from our mistakes. Next, I, I want to be in a place where people are willing to change. You know, if you're at a place where there's people are unwilling to change, and you're at a place that's a dead end. I need to be in a place where other people are growing. Hey, I'm around, I want to be around where other people, are you growing? I'm not growing. Nobody's growing. Nobody's growing in the Lord. Nobody's being challenged to do more. No, I mean, think about it. It doesn't matter whether you're at high school, college, or church. If nobody challenges you to do more, then we're all stuck. And we're, nobody's growing. You can grow in the Lord, you can grow in your education, or you can. we can all say, no, I will never change, never grow, never do anything else. 
And I need to be in a place where growth is modeled. A great Bible speaker was trying to challenge young preachers, and he said, he said, visit great places. I'm so glad to have the opportunity. The church sent me to Israel a few years ago. That's, that's, that was amazing. Go to, go to great places. Did you know you, uh, matter of fact, I was talking to somebody who had visited 30 something of the presidential libraries. That's amazing. That's, visit great places. Well, lastly, in closing, I want to head to Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. And I've already mentioned this, but I'll mention it one more time. Don't forget your failures. Don't forget your failures. Philippians 3, 14. 13 and 14. It says this. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Paul forgot his failures. Learn from your failures. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. Apprehended what? Jesus. In other words, I'm not perfect and I won't be in this life. I haven't, haven't, are you a perfect Christian? No, I'm not even a perfect Christian. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. It's a great thing. Fail forward. Fail forward. Learn from your mistakes. Are all of you saved? All of you know Jesus as your Savior? Pray for these young people as we prepare for a hymn invitation. Whatever the Lord may have in store for you this morning. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Father, I pray that you would lead and guide each one of these young people. Thank you for them. Thank you for their hard work. Thank you for their determination. I pray that you would encourage them. I pray that we would be a role model, a good role model to them. And may we remember that we are also, all of us in this room, role models to other people that are looking at our lives. If there's someone here this morning and they're not saved, I pray that they would realize their need of a Savior. We cannot get to heaven without you. We need you as our Savior this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.